What's up, guys? Welcome to another edition of the Carnero Pod. I'm your host, Julian, and today... God, that was terrible. The Flash. We're going to talk about The Flash. Uh, we're going to talk about The Blackening and a few other films. Extraction 2. A lot of great movies have come out um, in this month of June, and we're going to discuss it. Bondi and I are going to break everything down, what we liked, what we didn't like. Uh, we're also going to talk about some Marvel and DC news, of course, and uh, I think that's it. Let's go ahead and get straight to the episode. Andy. Hey, man. We got a lot of things, a lot of things to discuss. Um, we do a lot, a lot of good reviews here. A lot of reviews, yeah. And um, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm ready to fucking discuss because I've seen a lot of the discourse on social media about multiple films that I've seen recently, mm-hmm. and uh, I'm, I'm not sure I'm like in complete agreement with anything, which is, you know, the norm. Apparently, <laughs> I'm always the one that just doesn't like anything. So, the contrarian. Uh, no, I, I mean not not I, I I don't want to be that, but may, may, maybe I am. Maybe I am. But anyway, news, reviews, updates, tidbits, and factoids today, ladies and gentlemen. Let's get let's get into it, money. Yes, sir. Let's start with some cancellations, renewals, and all that kind of good stuff. Okay. Uh, your, your boy, The Rock, his show, Young Rock, has been canceled. Oh, you couldn't wait NBC. for this one. <laughs> hey, yo, uh, hold on, 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 guys. <laughs> this nigga hates The Rock so much that he's leading off the pod with The Rock news. Oh my god. Money, this this this, this is like all time level hate, bro. I'm sorry. Hundred time, I do not hate the Rock. Okay, uh, I think he has wasted potential. <laughs> wasted know. potential? What are you talking about? He's an A lister. He doesn't care about the art form that he's in at times. Oh, um, but anyway, uh, yeah, his show's been canceled by NBC after, after three seasons. You, you, you ever watch his show? You're a huge fan of him, or not really? I, I watched the first season, yeah, and it was like abysmal. I was just like, okay. how is this on network television? Wow. Um, like, I don't give a single fuck about this. And uh, yeah, it got canceled after three seasons. So shout out to him for getting three seasons. But look at this. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I, I this this doesn't move me. I'm sorry. I don't care. You know, also there's rumor that his uh his league, the that XFL league, has also been losing a lot of money. So he's just uh not not been having his way lately. Oh man, that sucks. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Obi Wan Kenobi star Vivian Lyra Blair, who plays um Leia, Le- yeah, Princess Leia, also sorry in the Boogeyman recently. Uh, says she hopes that a young Leia will get her right. own Star Wars spinoff show. What? She was the lead in that. She was a little girl. Right. She so she was was that the lead or no? I mean, yeah, she was a family, so yeah, she's one of the leads. Yeah. Okay. How, how did she do in that? Just curious. Oh, she did really good in that. Okay. Cool. 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 Yeah. Um. Yeah. But yeah, this this can go to hell. Sorry. Uh, Princess Leia show spinoff. No thanks. Yeah. Her quote was, "It could be fun to do a show on with Leia on Alderaan." Yeah, I, I agree. I mean. A Princess Leia show would be cool, but young Leia, like 12-year-old Leia? Hell no. I'm super <laughs> stoked on that. Uh, so, yeah. You know you know what, what would really, like, piss me off about that show? Because, first of all, I would have to watch it, right? Like, Same. I, I, Same I, I, I would literally tune in every week to watch it. Right. But they would, they would like, try to sneak in things like, oh, is she Force-sensitive in this moment? <laughs> because, like, like it, it would just yeah. piss me off because, like, yeah. clearly she literally never was until the – whatever. Let's, I'm, not, I'm not doing it. Let's just let's continue. Um, a live action Bambi movie is in early development at Disney. This is crazy. Are you serious? Live action why, Bambi? Why, why is that crazy? I mean, it, it was, they... it, if anything, it was inevitable. <laughs> I, okay, yeah, I guess that's. If true. They can do Lion King. They can do Bambi. Okay, Lion King made a billion dollars, right? Yeah. Uh, I mean, it's a bigger it's a bigger property than Bambi, but I'm saying like way it, bigger, all, like a movie with all animals, pretty much. What I'm trying to get at, like sure. Yeah. Um. Okay. Am I gonna have to relive this traumatic scene again in theaters, <laughs> live action? That's gonna be really weird. But 
Hopefully they, they can uh, learn from Lion King because one of the biggest complaints was that the animals' eyes weren't expressive enough, like they were actual real animals. So maybe this time around they'll they'll give the animals more expression in their face. Who knows? Yeah, know. who fucking knows? Um, anyway, an animated Flintstones origin movie is also in the works uh, at WB Animation <laughs> titled Meet the Flintstones. Mm. First of all, were, were you ever a Flintstones fan? And second of all, do you give a fuck about this at all? Yeah, um, I've watched the Flintstones a lot growing up. Uh, it was one of those with Scooby Doo. I think that was on the that was on Cartoon Hanna, Network. Hanna yeah, Barbera with, with Boomerang. Uh, yeah, yeah, Hanna Barbera. Yeah, so I watched it, of course. But mm-hmm. to say that I was like an Uber fan or that I'm excited for this would just be a lie. Uh, it was cool in its time, but do I give a fuck about the Flintstones now? No. Same. I mean, I'm not an Uber fan, but I'm I am excited. I mean, I, I haven't seen it in a while. I think it's it's had it's gave us time to miss it. Uh, I guess it's a franchise. And I, I was actually a fan of like the live action movies too. Do you remember those? Yeah, I do. Yeah, they those, were those terrible. Were actually like they were terrible, but like in a good way. I I, I miss those. <laughs> okay. So, yeah, I'm, I'm excited to kind of get back into the Flintstones. I guess. Oh. Um, okay. Hocus Pocus. Th- Hocus Pocus three is in the works at Disney. Uh, I guess Hocus Pocus two did good. I didn't hear about it when it came out. It, it was a big like <laughs> hype about it when it was coming out, but then it just kind of came and went. I feel like. Hmm. Yeah, but maybe we're just not in that realm of social. It's literally media. for us. It's literally for our generation. I mean, I, it is. It is. But like, I'm just saying, like, maybe, maybe we're just not on that for you, for Hocus mm-hmm. Pocus, and we just missed all the hype about it. I don't know. But yeah, Hocus Pocus three. Let's do it. Uh, and uh, a new Leprechaun movie is in the works at Lionsgate. Did you ever watch any of the old Leprechaun movies? I watched the very first one, and it was god awful. Um, <laughs> so I just stopped. Like I was just like, this is this is stupid. But again, I watched it when I was an adult instead of watching it, you know, in its time. So take that for what it's worth. Although I watched the thing when I was an adult too, and I consider that a masterpiece. So yeah, most most people do that with with the thing. Um, but yeah, I never watched fantastic. Any, I never watched any of the Leprechaun movies. So you're not missing anything. Yeah. Uh, let's talk some reviews. First review here is for Shooting Stars. Uh, this is a movie on Peacock about. Uh, LeBron's adolescence and his teammate, his team, and how they kind of went through their four years of high school and won so many various state and national championships. Did you get a chance to watch this? Starring uh, Caleb McLaughlin, is that correct? Yes, yep, from, from uh, Stranger Things. Stranger Things, yeah, I didn't watch this bullshit. No. What'd you think, Monty? Oh, okay. Well, yeah, so this movie, is, first of all, it's directed by Chris Robinson, who is a director of one of my favorite movies of all time, which is ATL. Um, so I was excited to see him tackle like a coming of age movie. I think he he does those really well. He also did like the, the new edition story on, on uh, BT. Um, but overall, man, it just became more so like a highlight reel, which I hate when biopics do that. I don't like highlight reels. I like actual stories. Like if you feel like you can't tell a movie that takes place, you know, over the time span of a certain amount of years, they just stick to one significant event in their in that time period and tell an actual story. Um, Cause they try to tell four years of high school um, in one movie, which it's just felt like rust. It felt like, like you wouldn't do Sorcerer's Stone, a Goblet of Fire in one movie. It would, it would be like, a, it'd be like a highlight reel. It'd be fucking stupid. Okay. Um, and also, I mean, they, they, they made a very smart decision by making Caleb McLaughlin the star, even though it's like the movies about LeBron, like he doesn't play LeBron in the movie. Um, but the first half of the movie, he's like the, kind of like the star of the movie. And then the, the second half, they kind of switched to LeBron, his point of view. And like, you know, that was a mistake because the actor that plays LeBron is just a horrible actor. And, <laughs> Caleb, and Caleb McLaughlin is actually like a good actor. And I just thought that was a mistake. But I get it. Like, you can't deny like what LeBron did there. Like, he has to have the screen at some point, you know. So I get it. But as a basketball LeBron fan, it's cool to see certain things that you already know. 
Like, you know, it was cool. The, the scene where he plays Oak Hill for the first time, he's playing against Carmelo Anthony. The scene when he first meets um, Savannah at a party. Like, it's just cool for, like, LeBron fans, I guess. But for people, I'm wondering, like, people who don't know about, about that at all, like, would that would that satisfy you, you know? Because like, I didn't learn anything new from this movie, you know, so to speak. So, yeah. yeah. So, overall, a pretty run-of-the-mill film. I gave it, I gave it a C. Um, mm. Next next review here is for Flamin' Hot, uh, the movie that about the creation <laughs> of the Hot Cheetos. You watch this on Disney Plus? Get the fuck out of here! I didn't I didn't even know this is out. No, I didn't watch this. Okay, well, first I just just want to give props to the power of what a good trailer can do because I would not have watched this movie. Like the creation of fucking Hot Cheetos, who gives a fuck? Um, but the trailer sold me. It looked like it was going to be a good time, and it's very Disney-fied as I expected it to be. Um, you can tell like there's probably like a lot of you know, more, I guess, gritty details to the story that they just chose to omit or just kind of gloss over. But mm-hmm. it's, and it's not as tra- it's not as creative and fun as the trailers promised us. I mean, it's, it's not bad at all, but it's just like after seeing movies like Air, that was just so good. Um, you know, that kind of in the same realm, of that kind of movie, it's just it's just too run of the mill for me. Um, and something but something ex- extremely like is like simple, like making a new chip flavor. They actually made it a kind of an interesting story at part. So I do give him props for that. And the guy who made it, I think his story does need to be told. Um, so yeah, I think what he did was important. Like going from a janitor at first at Frito Lay to becoming the director of marketing diversity. That's, that's a big deal. So I, I, I give him props for that. Rags to riches, baby. Yeah. Um, next review here is for Transformers: Rise of the Beast. This is going to be a big review. Uh, what are your thoughts on this movie? Yeah, man. Um, unfortunately, uh, a lot of my uh, a lot a lot of my viewing experiences this time around aren't that. Monty, what the fuck are you doing? <laughs> what? Uh, this nigga just like deep throated that can of chill can out, of whatever the fuck he just. <laughs> chill out. Chill out. Anyway, yeah. Um, this movie was the definition of average, uh, and it's unfortunate. Well, not really, because honestly, I wasn't expecting much going into this movie. Which probably helped me, like it probably made me like it a little more than it should, than I should have. Uh, but it's it's just the same old thing with Transformers, and I'm just I'm just done with it at this point. Um, you know, I, I, I I'm pretty sure on the last pod we did, I, I basically said like I'm I'm super cool when went into superhero movie and like you know the good guys go through the adversity, then he beats the bad guy. Like that's the A to Z story that's going to be told in basically every superhero movie and I'm I'm completely here for that every single time, but in Transformers' case, like I, I just I just can't do it anymore. Like it just it 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 doesn't give me anything. Um, I thought the 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 human element in in, in this particular film was uh, basically boring as shit. Um, they weren't doing anything but running away the entire film <laughs> until the end when they were useful because they were just small enough to get to a certain point that the robots couldn't get to. Oh. Um, <laughs> I thought the the two leads had basically no chemistry together. Uh, Dominique Fishback, I this, this is going to sound so rude, but she did not do well in this movie for me, uh, acting wise. Um, I think uh, is Anthony Ramos, I believe his name is. I yes, think correct. I think he, he I think he's actually talented. Um, he is. I I I could like see him being like a leading man one day. Uh, but this certainly didn't help his case, and <laughs> it's it's not that he was bad. It's just that he didn't really have much to do. Aside from being awkward with his co-star or running away, um, and you know, don't get me wrong, guys. Like, if you're if you're going to these movies to see the the cool transformations from car to Autobots and to see the the, the fights and the explosions, it's there. But like, it just it just didn't do anything for me this time around. I, I'm sorry. This 
I give this film a C. It, it was the epitome of average, in my opinion. Uh, the G.I. Joe tie-in literally didn't mean anything to me. And, um, yeah, I will literally never watch this again. And I'm probably done with Transformers unless they get a star. Uh, I think, like, they 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 literally need, like, a Shia LaBeouf back to, to like, be the flag bearer for this shit. Because, like, <laughs> the human element has to matter at some point. Uh, I mean, I you know, I, I I think you suggested that they just go to fucking Optimus Prime's planet or what, what, uh, Cybertron, bitch. Yeah, whatever, Cybertron. And, you know, they just completely leave all the humans Optimus out. Optimus Prime's but, planet. <laughs> you know, that's just that's not realistic. So, yeah, um, that's what I thought. What do you think about me? Yeah, so our, our grade is the same, a C, um, which is which is sad because, I mean, I, I consider myself a Transformers fan like of, of the live action films. <laughs> I, I do. Why are you laughing at me? Um, I I like the first trilogy by Michael Bay, I think it gets too much hate. Um, I agree. The Mark Wahlberg movies, I like the first half of um, Last Night. No, of Age of Extinction. And then the second half goes to hell. And then Last Night, which is not that good. And Bumblebee, I thought it was a refreshing, reduced scale movie that I, I appreciated. I um, so this one, I, the, the trailers actually look really good for this movie. So I was kind of excited to see it. Um, it, it like you said, it, it did end up being kind of more of the same. Like, how many times can we watch Optimus give a speech? <laughs> the you know the calls to action, mm-hmm. the fight at the end between the robots, um, villains trying to look for some object like is, and and like you said as well, the human element in this movie is probably the worst out of all the movies, um, and I don't blame Anthony Ramos. I like think like you say, I know he, I, I know he's talented. I've seen him in so many other things that he's so good in. Dominique Fishback as well. I'm I'm glad you said that because I was scared to say it because there's this narrative online that she's just such a great actress. Like after after Swarm, really? and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, oh, um, there's a Swarm. Okay, which I haven't um, seen. She was okay in Swarm, and she also was in that movie with Jamie Foxx on Netflix, Project Power, which I thought she was just okay in. But I'm not on the, the fishback train yet. And this movie, like you said, didn't do a lot to prove, I mean, to further that case as well. So um, I don't know why it was called Beast Wars. I used to watch the Beast Wars cartoon as a kid. Did you? No, never. Okay. Uh, well, it was that was called Rise of the Beast. It was, but the, it's based off the Beast Wars cartoon. Um, yeah. Okay. Um, and that was a really fun cartoon. Like, we could just see all the different beasts. Autobots or whatever, and the Subicons, like to only have four beasts in this movie kind of was like a disservice to me. Um, why even call it? Why even call it Rise of the Beast? Um, and then two of the four were the only ones that were really giving shit to do. I mean, right now, Gorilla didn't do anything in the, in the background, so that that was a misstep. And like you said, with the with the whole human element, like I found myself missing Mark Wahlberg, and I didn't like Mark War- Mark Wahlberg that much either. So. <laughs> I was yeah. like, yeah, this is just, it's, it's bad at this point. It's time to move off the humans, in my opinion. Um, and I thought that the Autobots were cool. Like, I like the new Autobots. I, like, I thought Pete Davidson did really good in the voice acting uh, as uh, Mirage. Uh, mm-hmm. I liked, I liked uh, what's the other girl, Autobot? I can't remember her name. Uh, but, yeah, she, she was cool, too. I mean, I, I like the Autobots. I like the, I like, it's always refreshing hearing Peter Cullen's, like, voice. Like, that, that never gets old. Like, like I said, like sign signing that nigga to like a lifetime contract because uh, he, he's just really good at, at that. But it's just more of the same when it comes to these movies. Um, yeah. But I mean, there's some good things though. Like I think some of the action was good. Like the scene when like Bumblebee comes back at the end, like that, that got like a big reaction out of my crowd. People were clapping. Same thing with you, or not uh, really? Not really. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and Optimus Prime, even though these movies aren't all that, he still remains to me one of the best characters in fiction like he's just so cool like he's just so easy like to rally behind like bro, the whole movie this nigga wanted his one was cursed like he was like okay lost the first one let me get mm-hmm. my, let me get my 15 with this nigga like that's all he wanted the entire <laughs> and it, it was just so funny um how do you how do you feel about anthony ramos in that little 
Autobot suit at the end when he kind of merged with, with Mirai. Was that cool to you? I mean, it was cool, but again, uh, I, I mean, it didn't make me like the movie more. Okay. It was yeah. just like, okay. It, it kind of reminded me of like the like a Mega Man live action suit, how that would look like maybe if they were to go ahead and do that. Um, and yeah, of course, the big thing is the crossover with G.I. Joe. That came out of fucking nowhere. I mean, I get it. They're both Hasbro properties, but nigga, just give us Fast and Furious Transformers crossover. We don't need that. <laughs> we don't. I guess their solution is, hey, both of these franchises are going to hell. Let's just combine them. Like, now we're further in hell. It's not, not what you think was going to happen. So I can't lie to you. I'm not interested to see where they're going to go with that. But mm-hmm. it didn't do anything. I just I, Like, literally, our, my theater, that's why I, I texted you guys when I saw it. Because, like, my theater was like, what the fuck? Like, <laughs> <laughs> like, people were all just like, wait, what? G.I. Joe? <laughs> it, was, it, was, it, was, it was a funny shared experience with that one. Oh, man. Um, that's so funny. Anyways, the next review is for Elemental, uh, the newest Pixar film. You didn't get a chance to watch this one, correct? Yeah. yeah. No, no, no. Uh, no, no, no. I, I am not going to watch this. It's oh. not that I didn't get a chance. I chose, mm. I literally chose to not see this movie. But tell me how amazing it is, Monty. Another average film here. Um, oh. <laughs> no big name, which is surprising. Like a lot of these modern animated movies, they always have like a household name that would get you to go to the theater. I thought it was just really surprising. Like, there's not one person on the call sheet that's like, oh, okay, I know who that. I mean, I know who some of these actors are from other projects, but like, they aren't like big names. I thought it was interesting. I was like, okay, they're gonna focus more on the story. Cool. <laughs> no, um, I do <laughs> like. The, I do like. I do want to praise the level of creativity, like how this movie takes place in like we're in a city where all these different elements. You got air, fire, water, and earth. Like it's some really cool stuff done with that. Like you can tell they put some real creativity into that, and the movie looks beautiful. Um, but and it also explores some really cool themes too. It's like for a kids movie, like racism uh immigration you know or like uh interracial dating i was like oh that's, that's really cool but it just didn't do anything it wasn't profound like it was just like and which is surprising like pixar is known for being like top of the line when it comes to western hemisphere animation like it's just like everything in this movie was just played so safe even though they introduced these such these interesting ideas and uh i just think it was a missed opportunity like i think they won't probably go, go down that route for like a long time now because they don't want to feel redundant but I would have loved if, like, a, a just a better, more competent film was able to take on these complex, you know, themes like racism and interracial dating. But, yeah, and also, the, the movie flows at, like, a super weird pace. Like, shit just happens randomly. So I'm thinking, like, maybe there's, there's like, a longer cut of the movie, like, a, maybe, like, a three-hour cut or, like, a two-and-a-half-hour cut. Because the movie goes at a good pace, but it's, like, everything just just kind of happens. Like, there's no natural, gradual buildup or, or progression of things that happen. And it gets really, like melodramatic out of nowhere like you can tell that they're going for those big pixar moments that'll get you in your feels but it's just not earned at all um like the, the two characters mm. fall in love and it's like oh you guys are in love now like when when the fuck did that happen you know and mm. they want you to, like that love is supposed to really like carry you like throughout the whole movie it just didn't work for me um <laughs> but there is a great song that i do want to say that there's a song that plays at the end of the credits and also like in, in the middle during like a montage sequence which is called uh steal the show the artist's name is Lao or love or whatever great fucking song and that song like it's one of those songs when you hear it in the movie, you're like, okay i'm gonna put this on my playlist right now it's, it's a great song mm-hmm. um but i, I want to end this review by saying basically that the days of pixar being the king of western animation i think it's done uh well not done but it's coming to an end because um other studios like sony animation where, whether it be like with the spider verse or like illumination with mario brothers or even just disney animation like their own separate like disney thing they're making stuff just as good as pixar shit if not better so i mean yeah i just think pixar's run it was, it was a good run i'll say that <laughs> um, 
And it seems to be showing in the box office. Apparently, this was the lowest uh, opening ever for a Pixar film. So I saw that. I saw that. Yeah. Interesting. Uh, next review here is for The Blackening. What were your thoughts on this? Oh, boy. Um, unfortunately, another C film. Uh, I, But, you know, maybe this one was just self-inflicted. Based on the trailer for this, I thought that it was going to be more comedy, more spoof. And it just wasn't. Um, to me, the, the film couldn't really decide it. It couldn't really decide what it wanted to be, whether it wanted to be taken serious, uh, whether it wanted to be a comedy, whether it wanted to be a spoof. Um, and, and it kind of just went in some middle ground, which uh, unfortunately, it, it just didn't really resonate with me. Um, the first 20 minutes of this movie, like I was ready to walk out of the theater. I was like, what mm. the fuck is this bullshit? Like, um, don't get me wrong. Like, I, I love me a good opening scene. Like just a good cold open. Like I, I appreciated it. Um, I appreciated all, all the actors involved and the interactions that they were having. Um, obviously, be, being black makes it funnier, just because like that's probably how I would react in each one of those situations. Um, but the reality is, there was just there was nothing that stayed with me. Like when the movie was over, like I walked out and I was just like, I'm gonna forget about this in a week. Um, and it, it's unfortunate because, like I said. Based on the trailer and the premise of the film, I was super excited to see this. I was like, wow, like this has a chance to be like great, like a really good, really good comedy or at least at the very least something for us. Um, <clears throat> and, you know, you love to say that these kind of movies don't get made or if they do, they don't get put in theaters or if they do get put in theaters, they're just shit. And unfortunately, this was kind of just shit in my opinion. I mean, honestly, like it, it, it was it just shit or was it this? You, get, you said to see a C isn't just shit. Yeah. Yeah, right. Yeah. So, yeah, um, it was it it wasn't it wasn't good, but obviously it was not bad either. It was it was just an, an average film. Uh, okay. So, yeah, I gave it a C. Um, don't get me wrong. Like I, I laughed at certain points. Um, I, I rooted for the main characters to do what they had to do. But ultimately, like I said, like there, there, there was just nothing really there that that made me swing either way to say, like, this is this is great or this is like really bad. So. This is just an average film, and I, I was disappointed walking out of the theater. I'll say that. What'd you think? Okay, so I enjoyed it more than you. I don't think it's great either, but I I, I definitely think I enjoyed it more than, than you did. Um, first of all, I just want to say I, I was weary going into the theater. I was like, oh my god, a black movie um, at nighttime, the, the crowd's gonna be a, a menace. And it was true to an extent. Like people were walking in thirty minutes late, you know, doing doing their little thing. It's sad that I have to say that about my own people, but yeah, that happened. Anyway. Um, I think this, this movie has like a like a perfect vehicle or a vessel to tell like to let satire and parody like run free. Like it's just such an original script and such a cool idea. Like the, the thing that makes me the most mad about it is the fact that like like you said, just the missed potential. Like mm-hmm. this really could have been like an era defining movie, you know, like something for us, like something that just kind of stays with us. But I don't think it was bad, but I do think there were some missed opportunities there. Um, I think the cast was, was was good as well. I mean, I enjoyed the cast. Uh, the cold open didn't do it for me at all. Like, I thought the movie was in trouble with the cold open. I was like, okay, that wasn't <laughs> like that's not a that's not a good opening for me. But the main cast like, was, was I, I appreciated their interactions together. Um, mm-hmm. For me, the, the standout by far was uh, uh, the guy who played um, Jermaine Fowler, who played Clifton. He was hilarious. Like, I thought he was just so funny. I voted um, for Trump. Nice. <laughs> 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 he, he was good, and also. Um, Fucking uh, Melvin Gregg, who it's just so cool seeing his growth from yeah, Vine. Man. Like, 
Yeah. Bro, like Vine was such a big part of my life in college, and now seeing this guy in like major things like Snowfall on FX, and, and like and he's playing like different roles. Like he's has he has he has, he has, he has like a diverse catalog. This guy is like good. It's just so cool to see that, you know, and kind of like live like through him vicariously. And yeah, so but also I want to shout out Antoinette Robertson as well. Uh, shut the fuck up. Uh, <laughs> who played uh, the the, the manga in the movie? Who was like on like the, like the on and off dating with the with mm-hmm, the guy? Mm-hmm, I, mm-hmm. Just because I, I like her and dear dear white people this series on Netflix, and she's very easy on the eyes. Uh, but yeah, um, there were a few laughs for me for sure. But to me, the biggest complaint was Tim Story, who directed the movie. Um, I like some of Tim Story's movies in the past. Like I like Fantastic Four in the early 2000s. I like Barbershop. I like fucking Think Like a Man. But it was a total misstep to have somebody in their 50s direct this movie um, because it was glaringly, obviously, he was just disconnected from black millennial culture. And like the crux of this movie is black millennialism. Uh, is that even a word? I don't fucking know. But uh, you could just like, the interaction between black millennials, like people are already like, it's just so, it's just something you can't read in a book. Like you just got to live it, it's, it's, mm-hmm. you know, but, and the, and the inverse would be, would be true as well. I wouldn't want somebody who's in their fucking twenties or early thirties directing a movie about people in their fifties and how they talk and we and each other, you know? And I, I just thought it was very glaring when like, okay, this guy's out of touch. Like this nigga, we don't talk about fucking <laughs> this, about fucking like love Jones anymore. Like, like we don't talk about that shit anymore. Like, <laughs> or it's just, I don't know. Like I would have loved if like Issa Rae was able to like take on something like this. All like Donald Glover. Like, I think they would have really just nailed some of the nuances maybe of, or it's just somebody else who's younger basically. Because mm-hmm. uh, I don't know. I, that was the biggest misstep in my opinion. Uh, also a fun fact, this movie was actually co-written by the guy that played Dwayne, uh, the, the, the gay dude. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I, I it, it was, great. yeah, it was good writing, but the direction you can just tell was an older guy. That was, that's the main thing that just kind of pissed me off about the movies. But, but overall, overall, I didn't think, it was, I gave it a B minus. I think it was kind of good. Um, but my biggest complaint, like I said, is just my hatred for the fact that the missed opportunity, which this could have been. Um, but who, who knows? Anyway, next review here, guys, is for Extraction 2. Did you get a chance to watch this, Chris? I did. You, you did? did. Mm-hmm. You watch, did you watch part one? No, I didn't. I what went in fuck? to watch Extraction 2. Uh, I saw the trailer a month and a half ago or whatever it was, and I was like, I'm going to give it a chance. Uh, I, I had all that time I, to watch the first Extraction. What, my yeah, well, like, Can I ask why you didn't watch part one to have context for part two? Uh, I didn't think it was necessary, or thought they would give me a recap, or who who gives a fuck? <laughs> I, I, I didn't want to do it. Yeah, they, they, didn't. Didn't. <laughs> they didn't. They I, I walked into this nigga getting shot and having a rehab, and I was just like, well, <laughs> it is what it is. I mean, I did it to myself, but um, honestly, man, I I this was this was the best movie I saw this week. Um, okay, Monty, you you come on, bro. Um, I'm just gonna wait for you. Are you 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 good? Anyway. This this was the best movie I saw this week, um, and it, but it was it wasn't that great in my opinion. Uh, I I ended up giving the movie a B. Um, I do think that it had a lot of great camera work, uh, a lot of great shots. Uh, it's crazy, like how a, a simple thing like um, a one shot or or just just like placement of the camera can change an entire scene. And I thought it was really done well in this film. Um, I will say I think they blew their load completely with the prison scene in in the first 30 minutes uh, because the movie just never really reached that height again. Uh, But I will say that the prison scene was was fucking awesome. It was great. Um, It was really, really fun to see. Um, And shout out to Chris Hemsworth, like being a leading man finally like after all these years like uh i mean i, I don't consider thor sorry 
Mm-hmm. Not as fine. But yeah, I mean, it, it, it was cool to see him in like a, a different light, essentially, being like a real leading man, like not, not really attached to a universe and not, you know, basically like this is all on him. Like this movie's going to succeed or fail based on him. And I thought that he was great. Um, even in the, the down scenes or the emotional scenes, I thought he was great. <clears throat> cool to see him and Idris Elba back together again on the screen. Love that. Uh, they're obviously, you know, going in to do a part three. They, they set up the film to do a part three, which I'm completely on board for at this point. But, um, yeah, I mean, you know, my biggest complaint, like I said, was that they, they really wanted to nail that, that prison scene, which they did, but the, the movie literally was never even half as good for the rest of the two hour runtime. So, um, it, it was still fun. There was still, so, there was still some good things there. Uh, but yeah, that's pretty much how I feel about Extraction 2. Give it a B. Yeah, okay. I gave it a C plus. Um, I think having that comparison to part one would be important for you. Um, I think Chris Hemsworth is really good. I mean, he's he's an action star. Like, he has the physicality. He has the demeanor, the presence. I mean, he like you said, it, this movie relies on him heavily, and he he, he delivers for what he's given. Mm-hmm. Um, but this movie, from in comparison to part one, is a step down in almost every aspect. Oh, wow. Um, so when it comes to well the fighting well the, the fighting choreo was probably a little bit more cleaner in this one because you can tell like it was given like a bit bigger budget maybe but the stakes of part one were so much you cared about them so much more mm-hmm. so I I I think I give the fighting more in part one um, there's the in part one there's like a him have like like a uh, a kid and like their whole dynamic that was stronger in part one um, and just the atmosphere like part one takes place in India like I don't see any action movies in India. And I think that just added like a different level of flavor to it, you know, a different level of curry to it, if I will. Oh, okay. But uh, <laughs> yeah. right. because it, it, it was just cool. Like this movie takes place in the Eastern Europe. We've seen that, that a thousand times. Like there's an Eastern Europe vague villain, and we got to figure <laughs> out how, how to take him down, you know. So part one, which is more fresh in every, in every sense of the word, but it's not bad at all. Uh, this movie, I thought, uh, I think it. It has great action. That that fourteen minute one shot that was I was looking forward to seeing because it, it was so promoted so heavily. It was done really well. My jaw was on the floor, but like you said, it wasn't able to reach that height again. And I don't think it was truly a fourteen minute one shot. I, I saw where I think the camera cheated a couple of times. It, it doesn't take away from the scene. The scene was still badass, but I just with some of my like, like, like a, a little bit more background in film. I don't think it was truly a one shot. I don't. I think that maybe it was like maybe split up in like five different scenes because I, I could see where they kind of edited it or or showed. Anyway, who cares? Um, also, I thought it was a waste to have Idris Elba as well. I mean, I like him a lot. He's such a great actor. He, he, oh, no, 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 no. I didn't say a waste. I said it was great to have them together. Oh, no. Well, well I'm saying it's a waste as well, like, is what, what I'm saying. Um, because they barely had any screen time together, maybe like seven minutes total. Mm-hmm. And why even tease that in the promotion? If you're, maybe he's going to be heavily used in part three. Who knows? But oh, for right I, now... I, Okay, we we saw a different promotion. I didn't see him in the promotion for this. I didn't see a fourteen minute thing promotion promotion either. So, really, I guess that that like enhanced my viewing experience. Luckily, okay, well, cool. And, and like you said, part three has been greenlit, so I hope they can just make this a um, oh. a good trilogy. What? I I didn't know that. I mean, I didn't know oh. part three was greenlit. <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> I knew nothing so about this meal. <laughs> hopefully, they, they can finish off strong. But yeah, watch part one. Okay. Um, the flash review. The last review here this is the biggest one we got. Give me your thoughts. Um, yeah, I I was disappointed again. I, I was disappointed. I was very disappointed. Um, you know, and it, it's so funny. Like the things that I could be disappointed about, I really didn't care about. 
Um, aside from the visual effects, like I fuck what Andy Muschietti says, the visual effects were terrible. And I'm I'm literally not that guy. Like I I think in the four or five years we've been doing this, I may have mentioned visual effects once. And I, I can't even remember what, what it would be, but there were multiple times in this movie where like like the the visual effects were just bad. Um like CW level bad, which is interesting <laughs> for a Warner Brothers film that costs two hundred plus million dollars to make. Um but yeah, like the biggest thing about about this this film was they were telling the Flashpoint storyline, which is one of the easiest storylines you can tell, in my opinion. Like, you think it's easy? It's, it's it's easy from a standpoint of Barry wants something that he can't have, so like it's an easy story to tell. Like he wants to go back and save his mother. Mm-hmm. There's there's obvious there's obvious emotion there. Um, tell the story. Like it, it's an easy story to tell, and I I just thought that it was told horribly. Like mm-hmm. I. I had like no, literally no emotion at all when when he was saying goodbye to his mother. Like I I, I basically didn't care because of the way they told the story. Mm, okay. uh, and it's it, it's it's so interesting that they were able to do it way better on the CW. Like it, it was done beautifully, masterfully on the CW. Like I was in tears when when, when Grant Gustin was talking to his mother. But like here, I mean, but could you argue that a, a movie runtime and a series runtime would be no. I mean hard to compare? That was that was two episodes of The Flash. That was oh, not the entire two? season. It was two episodes. It was the last two episodes of season one of The Flash oh, versus no. a two hour and whatever runtime of this movie. Okay, so sorry. they the, the the movie had more time to set it up, and they 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 just didn't like I I I I, I do not know why they decided to tell the story this way. Um, a lot of people were upset that there was no reverse Flash reveal. That didn't bother me at all. I mean, it, it's, it's blatantly obvious who's behind this and. You know, if if there is going to be a flash two, it'll be him, sure. But like, it, it didn't bother me that he wasn't revealed or he wasn't there. Um, I just, I, I, I just couldn't believe that that they decided to tell this easy story in this way and give it no harder emotion, which is it, it's, it's 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 just a weird choice. I don't know why they did it. Um, the cameos, the cameos meant nothing to me. Uh, it it was cool to see um, Michael Keaton. Uh, my my theater really got a kick out of seeing Michael Keaton. My, my, for some reason, my theater really cared about Nicolas Cage Superman. Uh, by then, I was already pissed off, so like that that didn't mean anything to me. Um, but I mean, but, but you understand the importance of that Nicolas Cage Superman? Not at all. Okay, well, after Christopher Reeves, there was a there was a um, Tim Burton script with Superman with Nicolas Cage, and they started filming it. Mm-hmm. And no, it, no, it no, got, it, it got scrapped. Okay, yeah, okay, I, I understand that. Yeah. Oh, okay, okay, okay. But that's well, it, right? Yeah, I said, yeah, I said, yeah, I said. Okay, yeah, so who cares? Um, the uh, seeing <laughs> seeing Denai, uh, Denai Guerrero, um, Gal Gadot is hilarious because every e- every scene she's in, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, rap music. I'm sorry, bro. Yeah, I, I went crazy. <laughs> <laughs> they have to use like, her like parsley in these movies, bro. Yeah, like it's, it's, but like it's it's. It's almost a joke now. Like it is it, it, literally like it is like like it's like is is Wonder Woman a fucking bit in the DCU? Like is is that all she is? Like what the fuck? Like these niggas out here fighting for their lives. Like Batman, Batman's about to poison Gotham with with this with this drug. Here she comes. <laughs> like, oh, bro, like oh my god. Always doing the same smile, bro. What if it's like it's like this, the same shot just superimposed in all these different movies? <laughs> That'd be crazy. Um, 
Supergirl, Supergirl, Sasha K- Kali, Kale, whatever her last name is. Kaya. Um, sure. She's beautiful. Beautiful, right? Uh, but she had 15 minutes of screen time total, maybe. And everybody and their mom was saying that the one thing you got to look out for is Supergirl. She's the star. She's going to steal the show. Da, 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 da. She was completely average. She could have, like, literally anybody could have done what she did. And I'm not afraid to say that. Like, y'all niggas were wrong. Um, y- y'all got my expectations sky high for Supergirl. And it was basic. Uh, Michael Shannon did not want to fucking be there. And you could <laughs> tell. Like, holy shit. Um, why was Michael Keaton fighting a Kryptonian warrior hand to hand? Nigga, I was, I was laughing. Literally, I like. I give the nigga props to that. But bro. I'm like, bro, like, what, what are we doing here? This nigga's 70. 70 year old Batman. This <laughs> nigga was literally like jumping around. Like, that's a Kryptonian warrior. Like, what? Whatever. Okay. <laughs> Whatever. Um, what else? Hey, but- but to the film's like, credit, he did die from that. Like, not like <laughs> okay, that shit went right for that nigga. Like, he was killed. I guess. Like, but like, he was boxing his ass for a second. Like, what the fuck? <laughs> Come on, bro. Um, uh, George Clooney, George Clooney cameo. I I didn't didn't give a fuck. Like, it didn't matter. Was great. It was not great. It was great not to the audience, bro. It's not because he's never gonna be back again. So why is it not? But okay. I look. I love Batman and Robin. Mm. Bat nipples, bat credit card, the Ice Age. I love it. Didn't care about George Clooney. Uh, oh. Barry Allen. The the two Barry Allens was like a super weird choice here. Um, they purposely made the other Barry super annoying and not likable. And mm-hmm. they tried to redeem him in the end. Or did they? Because they made this nigga the Black Flash, Dark Flash, whatever the fuck you call him. I thought, bro, I thought he was Savitar. Didn't you? <laughs> no. You didn't? Uh, no, oh, I, I thought he was Black Flash. Uh but yeah, I mean, look, uh, Ezra Miller, I thought I thought that he gave a serviceable performance. Um, and honestly, I would love to see him continue to be the Flash, but that's probably not the direction that we're heading. Um, and uh, I think that's all I have. Oh yeah, I, I didn't stay for the post credit scenes. I don't know what it was. It's just but, him and, at, the, at the very end of the movie. Him and Aquaman at a bar, and Aquaman's drunk. That's it. Yeah, great. Glad I didn't stay for that bullshit. Um. That's it. Yeah, I gave it a C. I was I was very disappointed in this, man. Like I honestly, I felt like you. Like you mm-hmm. you you hate all these superhero movies or like you you like over let, let me finish. You <laughs> overanalyze every one of these superhero movies and like you refuse to let yourself enjoy them unless it's just perfect or uh, let me finish. I can't I can't uh, <laughs> unless <laughs> um, unless unless it's perfect or like it, it's like exactly what you want. You're just like, ah, this fucking suck. Like, fucking Doctor Strange, Ant-Man. Uh, don't let the audience think that's fucking... I don't know uh, where they is. came from. Don't do that. It literally is. So, yeah, it, it's, it's very unfortunate because I was really looking forward to this. I really wanted to enjoy this. Um, like, I, I I really didn't think them telling the Flashpoint story would be such a problem, but it, it just it just was for me personally. Uh, but you know what? We started off negative. Let's end positive, Monty. Tell me how much you love this movie, please. First of all, um, <laughs> I don't like what you did there. <laughs> uh, like you just do like a random shot at me, talking about the flash. <laughs> just like Monty, I hate these. I hate movies. I'm like, wait, the what? Okay, anyway, I gave it a B minus. I had fun with it. I didn't give. I, I enjoyed it more than you. Once again, um, the one thing I wanted them to nail more than anything was the, the running sequences because for Flash, that's just so, that's just so important. And I thought from the the first scene it was just godly in terms of the running. Uh, I, I loved it. Now, I still think Makari from Eternals has the best on-screen running look. 
Mm-hmm. Um, but I give Flash number two. I think he he better than Quicksilver in terms of his running. Because uh, Quicksilver is cool, but really, if you think about it, it's just him going in super slow motion and everything just standing still, which is cool. It's cool, but Flash is actually doing shit with his speed, which I, I, I enjoy. Um, I don't think I don't understand what's the rush to get to Flashpoint in any in any of these movies. Like, I think that that's something that has to be earned and deserved. Like, that's like a part three storyline for me, in my opinion. Like, doing Flashpoint off the rip. Maybe Warner Brothers is scared, you know, that this shit might not work. So we we, we got to do it while we can. But I, I don't think that's that, that's not a part one story in my mind. It's not earned, in my opinion, because it matters so much more once you've sat with Barry, you understand him. He, you see him miss his mother, grieve for his mother over a course of maybe one or two movies. I thought it would just hit harder. Oh. Um, oh, what? Go, go ahead. Say it. Uh, two things. One, the the Iris and Barry relationship that they tried to force in the film was was like literally grossing me out like it was like super weird how all of a sudden they just liked each other at the end and like hey you should date me like what the fuck like uh i feel like for somebody that doesn't really have knowledge of those two characters it would have came off the same way like it would have been super weird like obviously we know that barry and barry and iris are going to be together but it was just weird how they just like the, the movie may have given them three total minutes of screen time together and like they they tried to like you know crunch oh shit crushing this little weird love story. Um, the last thing I wanted to say was that this Flashpoint is, is a huge fucking event as you just said, and like it's basically going to have no implications moving forward, which is a big fucking problem to me. But sorry, continue, please. No, yeah, and the Irish thing, yeah, I mean it wasn't bad, but it wasn't like anything that was like like he's like great at all. Um, and it's just so funny how I, I give credit to Candace Patton, man. I mean. Now, any media that flashes in, Iris is black, whether it be cartoons or comic books now. So I, I love that. Um, and Ezra Miller, I thought I thought he did good. Man, I, I laughed a lot of his scenes, but mm-hmm. I don't think that he has put his stamp on the role of Barry Allen. Uh, I think that even though he did good in the movie, I think that like, like, like when I first saw Wonder Woman, I was like, okay, Gal Gadot, that's my Wonder Woman. I don't want to see anybody mm-hmm. else's Wonder Woman. I don't feel that way with Ezra Miller. I, I feel like somebody can come in two years from now and be Barry Allen, and I'll be like, okay, that's 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 my Flash now. Um, so, I mean, not really a diss to Ezra, but it's hard to put a stamp on a rolling label. You know, that's just my thought on that. Um, this movie proves once again why Batfleck is the goat to me. Limited screen time, but I mean, he Ben Affleck is just so good to me as Bruce Wayne and Batman. I mean, he really just has that comic book aura about him. But I, I mean, I like Michael Keaton as well. I mean, he, I like him a lot as well. But and the effects were cheesy, and I'm so glad I saw that tweet whether it's true or not that andrew andrew machete said about um why it looks like that because when flash is going in speed force things are supposed to look distorted on purpose so that's why the effects are supposed to be seemingly bad now wh- whether that's true or not i don't know it's probably a, a tad a bit of an excuse but it was able to let me watch the movie and enjoy it more because i'm like okay well that's intentional you know <laughs> so yeah okay um i thought it was so funny when they made fun of his running form like when he lost his power he tried to be like the little slow motion run because people were shitting on it in, in, in the snyder cut yeah uh, in justice, justice league i thought that was just so funny i was like a, a funny gag um but speaking of gags the movie relies my biggest complaint with it is that it, even though i had fun it relies too much on gags and <clears throat> cameos like this mm-hmm. is a movie that, that you'll enjoy the first time watching. Oh, okay, I didn't see that coming. Oh, wow, George Clooney. Oh, wow, you know. Oh, wow. Christopher but, Reeves. Nick, Nicolas Cage. But when you watch it again, will it have replay value? I don't think so. Like, because 
it relies too much on those gags and those cameos, in my opinion. Um, which it should tell a story first. Uh, the audience clapped just like you when they saw Michael Keaton first suited up in the bat suit, and it, it, that makes sense. I, I love that for them because think about it. That's like us, like watching twenty years from now, and we see fucking Tom Holland and Spider Man when, when we haven't seen him in twenty years. Mm-hmm. Like I, I get it. Like that. I, I love that for the older generation that they have something to kind of cling on to and hold on to. And I thought I ain't gonna lie, bro. His, his bat suit kind of eats up Batfleck suit. Like that, that suit was clean, bro. <laughs> like the like the, the updated eighty suit, the all black and the, and the big yellow emblem. I, I loved it. Um, and bro, Keaton might be able Keaton Batman, he was getting down. I was surprised. They definitely upgraded him. But he might be able to beat up like a parademon in five minutes instead of ten minutes. Because <laughs> <laughs> uh he was Maybe, going to hell. Yeah. He was he was going to hell. I'm not gonna lie. And I love how they, they're actually giving Batman the comic accurate, like the flight simulation with the cape. I love that. like that's 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 not one thing I love about like the like the DCU Batman. They actually give him like a comic book Batman. Like he's supposed to be like a god amongst men. He's not just a guy that can get beat up by eight niggas in a bar. Like even though I love Robert Pattinson, <laughs> the Batman. Uh, I love I love Christian Bale's like realistic take on it. Batman's not a real, he's a fucking god amongst men. Like he makes ten ten niggas in a bar look like fucking ants. And I love how the, the DCU tends to always nail that. Um Supergirl, I thought she was great. Like you said, she had very limited screen time. Am I biased? I think she's one of the most beautiful women I've ever seen on screen. Maybe. Um, but she was fucking great to me. I loved her entrance. Like, bro, I was like, oh my God. Like, when she first got in the sun, like, if you know DC Comics and, and the, the, the lore, you're like, okay, you don't want to forget. Don't not let that Kryptonian get in the sun because it's going to be a fucking wrap. <laughs> I, I thought that was a great scene. Her suit is fucking amazing. It's probably top three suits in the DCU or comic book, I mean, movies I've seen this year. Like, that, that suit is fucking bad. Like, the all red with the cape. Mm-hmm. Love that suit. Um, and yeah, like it was seen, it was time where I was seeing Supergirl. Like, I was like, I think I'd rather just have a Supergirl movie now. <laughs> like, I don't like within the Flash movie, I was like, I, I, she's just so cool. I love her demeanor. I, even in the comics, like, I love how it's like Kara's always been like had like a little bit more edge than, than, than um, than Clark. Yeah, and I love how they just kind of like display that in the movie as well. So, I, I love Supergirl as a character. I thought, like I said, Sasha Kaye is a beautiful, beautiful woman. Um, and like you said, the whole thing with Batman Keaton taking on the the, the Kryptonian, like I think like, that's in my notes. I was like, this is <laughs> this is nuts. <laughs> this, is, this is actually nuts. And oh, I man. remember when Carl was fighting Zod, and he was like, "Well," and she was asking like, "Like, like, what did you do with uh, Kal El?" I thought, I thought, I was like, "Are we getting Harry Cavill reveal as evil Superman?" I was like, "Are we getting it?" And no, it wasn't. He said he killed him when he was the baby. I was waiting on that. That would have been really, really cool. Uh, yeah, George Clooney meant a lot to me at the end. <laughs> I was like, oh, wow, that's, that's, a, that's, a really, that's a really good reveal. Overall, like I said, I gave it a B minus. Have fun with it. But, um, yeah, I don't I don't see it having much replay value. I'll say that. Yep. Let's talk some trailers. Uh, the first trailer right here is for The Witcher Season 3, Volume 1. Excuse me, which comes out June 29th, and Volume 2 comes out July 27th. I know you have no context. You don't watch The Witcher, but did you watch the trailer at all? Why would I watch the trailer if I have no context and I don't watch The Witcher? Mondi, tell me, what did you think about this trailer? Same reason why you watch Extraction 2 without watching Extraction 1. But I saw the trailer for Extraction 2, bitch. Mm-hmm. But your mm-hmm. point was you didn't see the trailer. Mm-hmm. Because you don't see exactly. You're wrong. You know, I got you. You know, I got you. Anyway. You're wrong. Yeah. Oh, yeah, this trailer looks like, I mean, more the same in a good way. Like, yes. <laughs> okay. Put it in my veins. Even though this show confuses the fuck out of me, the lore is so expensive. I have to watch, like, YouTube tutorials on, like, what's going on at times. Um, yeah, I, I need it. Henry Cavill is, like... His stamp on this is just as important, if not more, than his stamp on Superman. And you'll know that if you watch the show. And so I'm just so kind of bittersweet to see him, of course, in season three. But knowing that we, we won't get him in further seasons. I think about doing Liam Hemsworth. So, yeah. Uh, we have the trailer for Pixar's Elio, which is coming out in theaters March 1st, 2024. Their newest film after Elemental, the, the kid in space with the eye patch. 
What are your thoughts on this movie? <laughs> Why, are you Why are you laughing? Yeah, 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 yeah. The, the fucking kid with the eye patch. Uh, diversity and inclusion, guys. So all you niggas with one eye, here's your hero. You are you. Um, <laughs> yes, yeah, so uh, aliens are coming to take over the world unless this kid uh, convinces them that the Earth is worth saving. Um, I don't care about this at all. I, I don't know. Maybe, maybe if they would have had a familiar voice or like somebody in the cast, maybe I would be like, okay, I might check it out. Um, but as I was reading it, the cast list, I didn't see anybody that I recognized. Um, I don't care about this. I'm going to be completely honest. Uh, this movie could be amazing and fantastic. And if it is, I'll hear about it and I'll watch it. But, uh, I'm not going to waste my time on this just like I didn't waste my time on Elemental. So what do you think, Monty? I'm going to always give Pixar, well, not always, but for, for now, I'm going to give Pixar the, the benefit of the doubt. They put out too many great stuff. Um, but the trailer, didn't do, like it didn't do anything crazy for me, but I do think there's some real good emotional potential there for, like you said, the, the arc of, like, the, the the plot of, like, trying to convince other worlds why Earth is worth saving. That could be some really deep stuff there. So, who knows? Hopefully, it could be something cool. Cool. Uh, we have the trailer for, <laughs> <Go> <laughs> cool, like, like Hartman. <laughs> uh, we have the trailer for Bottom, starring Rachel Sinat. Uh, who's on Bodies, 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 and the, currently the idol. Uh, and Ayo Ederibi, sorry if I'm saying that wrong, from The Bear, uh, has been released. Um, what are your thoughts on this trailer, Bottoms? I don't remember what this is. Okay, it's the, the two girls in high school, and they're gay, and they're fighting the patriarchy, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> you, you, you haven't seen the trailer? This is a no, I don't think so. This doesn't okay. sound familiar at all. Well, this movie also stars fucking Marshawn Lynch. Um, so... This be, yes, I'm gonna, be, I'm gonna be very interested to see this movie literally solely for him, probably because he has like an amazing personality. He's so funny, but I'm wondering if that could translate to the big screen. I hope so. Um, but this movie, like, it's one of those raunchy comedies that we get, you know, a couple times a year. So I'll check it out. I like, I like some of the names involved. Um, we have the trailer for Bird Box spinoff titled Bird Box Bird Bird. God damn it, Bird Box Barcelona. Can you say that th- three times fast? <laughs> Bird Box Barcelona, starring Diego Calva, Mario Casas, and I, and I don't know any of these names. Um, the film releases July 14th on Netflix. What are your thoughts? Uh, I'll watch it, but like, am I overly <laughs> excited for this? I don't think so. I mean, I, I think my quote was, This is just Bird Box from their perspective, which is cool, you know. We'll see what happens. It looks like even animals can be affected. That's interesting. I don't remember that in the original, but uh, remember they said, "Oh, it's evolving." <laughs> oh, is, is that what they said in the trailer? Oh, yes, yeah, it's evolving. Yeah. Oh God. Uh, yeah, so, not the animals, right? <laughs> yeah, I'm cool. Um, I, I'll watch it, but I don't expect anything from this. If I'm being real, I ain't gonna lie. This one, I might have to hold off. I might. I'll see if you, what you say. <laughs> Like I like the first bird box for what it was, but I yeah. don't need to see it in fucking who cares. You you watched it over you watched it after the hype. So that was your problem. Yeah. But I still enjoyed it though. Yeah, but maybe you would have enjoyed it more if you had seen it before the hype. Sure. Uh we've got <laughs> the trailer for Insidious, the Red Door has been released, uh starring Patrick Wilson. This nigga has like a this nigga loves horror horror franchises, doesn't he? Yeah. Uh this film comes out July seventh in theaters, earlier than we think. What are your thoughts? Uh, I'm gonna skip it. Don't care. Uh, I haven't seen literally any of them aside from the first one, I think, which was Insidious. <laughs> so yeah, uh, don't care. Didn't notice anything that was like, oh, this seems cool or fun in this trailer. Uh, but again, I haven't seen any of them aside from the first one. I think there's like six at this point. No, so, it's really six. I thought it was I like two. I think there is, bro. No, 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 no. That Patrick Wilson has been in. No, th- that's it's- the Conjuring. That's the Conjuring. Yeah, this is oh oh this is insidious. Yeah, yeah, no thanks. Uh, <laughs> same thing again. Yeah, what do you think? 
Yeah, like you, I I like the first Insidious. It's known for that iconic scene with with the red face, like that. That that really got me as a kid. But this trailer, maybe it's, this movie's too far removed out. I just don't give a fuck about Insidious anymore. And the trailer damn sure didn't do anything to kind of reel me in. So I might skip this one. But, um, yeah, so yeah. yeah, whatever, nigga. You're not gonna skip it. Why not? Sure, I will. We have the trailer for Expendables Four or Expendables. Uh, the theaters <laughs> September 22nd of this year. What are your thoughts, man? um this looked absolutely fucking terrible oh my gosh um, it's crazy because like i like i like love the first expendables like it, it like stone cold steve austin Jet Li, jason statham terry cruz uh randy couture like i i like i'm like a big fan like i i've seen it numerous times uh the second one wasn't as good the third one was just fucking awful and this looks like this is just following the path of being fucking awful um 50 cent that's the only nigga to answer the phone was 50 fucking cent you couldn't get no, nobody hey, else. I mean, who, who would you have? I mean, they gotta have like one nigga in these movies. I mean, and who, who's our go-to nigga for action movies? <laughs> who is it? I'm, I'm serious. Who is it? That's a crazy statement you just said. Um, what, what, what about Luke Cage? Mike Mike Coulter. He, he he's not doing shit. Okay, he right. He right. He yeah. did it in playing earlier this year too. So. Yeah, which I wanted to see. Um, uh, I guess Jet Li. I mean, yeah, Jet Li's done acting, and Donnie Yen didn't pick up the phone, so they got some other random Asian nigga. I'm pretty sure he was in a. Uh, fuck. What's the movie called? In the prison? Ah, whatever. Raid? Yes, Raid. Thank you. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, but yeah, and Megan Fox is in there. Jason Statham, old asses back. Um, Sylvester Stallone is fucking seventy. Jesus Christ. I'm gonna watch this, man. I'm, I'm not gonna lie to you. I'm gonna... <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> I'm, I'm, not, I'm not. I'm not even gonna count. Like, I'm gonna be there opening night. But like. When I tell you that, like, I this is going to be like literally terrible. Uh, like, just like I think this is gonna be my second F of the year, following fucking Shazam Fury of the fucking guys. That movie sucked. So yeah, uh, I'm I'm gonna prepare the F, but I'm gonna watch it. Yeah, I haven't seen any, any of these movies. Um, uh, I mean, I, I I've heard good things about part one. I think I have heard good things about that, but I haven't seen any of them. So this one didn't. The first one is actually really fun. It's actually a really good action film. I think you'd enjoy it. Okay. Well, yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, Nicholas Cage and Joel Kinnaman, Rick Flagg himself, uh, star in the trailer to uh, Sympathy for the Devil. Nick Cage is up to his Nick Cage hijinks once again. Film comes out July 28th in theaters. What are your thoughts on this? Uh, I don't think I remember this trailer either. What was this about? So Joel Kinnaman is like a regular guy, a pedestrian. Nick Cage kind of hijacks his car and he's like a really bad gangster kind of guy and telling them what to do. That kind of trailer? No. I didn't see this trailer at all. Okay, well, this is one of those movies where they let Nick Cage just like let loose and have fun. And <laughs> okay. Nick Cage, Nick, Nick Cage is just so funny. He can just do whatever he wants now. I love it for him. But uh, yeah, I, I, don't, I don't know. This one, I'll have to see what the reception is before I go and check this one out, I think. Mm. Uh, but yeah. And last trailer here is for one the, the live action adaption of your favorite anime of all time, One Piece, uh, which is done being done by Netflix. What are your thoughts on the One Piece live action trailer? Yeah, this looked awful too. But um, I mean, I I mean, my expectations are at the ground for this. Um, anime has literally never translated to live action well, in my opinion. Um, I will say that. Et- what was that? Did, um, did you take the Pikachu, or is that more like a game movie than an anime movie? Um. No, Detective Pikachu fits. I, okay, but I mean, I didn't love that. I mean, but it, it was yeah. good. I will say it was good. Um, 
anyway, uh, so I stand corrected. But other than Detective Pikachu, no. <laughs> I mean, look, man, this is this is going to be one of the hardest things you can you can do to translate live action as One Piece because it's just so it's just so out there. Um, I mean, not just the the power scale or the power system, but the characters themselves. It's 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 it's, it's just like you say in My Hero, like. How the fuck are they gonna put a nigga that's just a washing machine or like a, 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 a comic book strip like on live on live action? So yeah. they're they're basically characters like that in One Piece to an extent. So it'll be interesting to see what they're going to do. I will say that um, that you know the uh, uh, Netflix and Etro Oda are working together on this. Who is the creator of One Piece? So you know maybe it can be good to an extent, but like. I don't think that anybody should be expecting this to be like masterful or or even good at, at, at best. <laughs> no, seriously, at, 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 at best, this is this is going to be a decent, serviceable attempt at one piece live action at best. That's 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 how I feel. Well, I have no context. I don't watch one piece and this movie looks horrible. So I don't know if that opinion means anything <laughs> to people, but um Okay, it gave me like live action cowboy bebop vibes. Um, so I mean, that kind of gives you an idea where I stand on it. What were your thoughts on when they showed Luffy stretching? Did that look cool or? Uh, it looked about the best that they can do. I mean, that's that's what he does. And you know, let, let me. I'm glad you brought that up. A lot of One Piece fans have literally never seen One Piece dubbed. Uh, a lot of them, including myself, have only watched it subbed. So when they're hearing these voices coming out of these characters' mouths, they're just like, what the fuck? Like, that's not how they sound. But, like, do you expect Luffy to sound like a 70-year-old Japanese woman? Like, are you fucking stupid? <laughs> um, so, yeah. We're going we're, we're, we're to have to get used to the pronunciation of all the things that they say in Japanese and into English. So it's going to be an adjustment for a lot of people. But a lot, I, I, I will say that it's probably going to be highly watched, at least the first episode. I noticed. Oh, it's, it's a movie. I thought it's a movie, right? It's a series. Oh, series. Um, I noticed there's a black dude in the cast. W- which character is he? He's playing Usopp, who is the okay. only black character in One Piece. Okay, I, okay. I'm about to say, as long as he's well, fucking deer. No, he's no, he's he. That's. <laughs> <laughs> I'm about to say, nigga, don't don't do, don't do us like that, bro. Please. You thought this would have given the Pixar treatment? Just yeah, turn this nigga into into an animal. <laughs> that's hilarious. No, Chopper was not in the trailer, no. Yeah, Chopper doesn't get brought to the story until a little after what they're going to show in this series, so we'll see. That's hilarious. <laughs> uh, but speaking of One Piece, have you, have you been seeing, like, the the promo for the live-action last Air, Airbender and the, the cast has been announced? We've seen them on, like, the, the red carpet? What yeah, are your thoughts the look of Aang and Zuko? I mean, just, or just the actors who look like them. Like, what are your thoughts? Yeah, I mean, it, it looks better than than the last Airbender. Or, <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's what it was called, yeah. so Shyamalan. Yeah, Shyamalan's the last Airbender. Uh, I mean, I think I think Zuko looked the best, which is like a weird thing to say, but like I was I was impressed the most with his, uh, like with his scar and his uh, his armor and all that shit. So, mm-hmm. I mean, look the you know uh, the the creators Michael Dante, DiMartino, and Brian Konetsko, they moved on from this series for a reason, and hopefully, hopefully, you know this series can still stand on its own, but. Um, Without the guys who created it, who left for creative reasons, I don't know, man. That, that doesn't really bode well. But I mean, from from the pictures that we saw, yeah, it, it looked it looked good. I mean, it looked as good as it can be, I guess. 
I agree, and I, I think Ang looked the best. Ang looked amazing. I was like, okay, this is. I mean, like I said, I have no, I don't know how he acts or whatever, but based on just what I saw the pictures, I was like, this, yeah, this is a this is a good looking Ang. Pause. Whoa. Uh, <laughs> anyway, um, let's talk some Marvel and DC news. Uh, Marvel Studios announced that Captain America Four will net will be now titled Captain America: Brave New World, not Captain America: New Order anymore. Any thoughts on that at all? Not really. Uh, I, I'm not sure if they changed it from New World Order to Brave New World for a reason, but I don't care. Okay, yeah, that's not really much to say there. Um, Chris Hemsworth had a, a recent interview where he was talking about how Martin Scorsese and Quentin Tarantino, you know, their their critique on Marvel, you know, and he says it's super depressing. He says that. He won't work. He won't work with them again if they don't if they don't like me. But then in the same interview, he goes on to say, "I leap at the opportunity to work with them." So, I think what he basically, I think he meant that. But then he's like, "Oh, hold on, I don't want to miss myself out on future opportunities." So, yeah, actually, I would work work with you niggas if you guys ever wanted me. So, what are your thoughts on that, if if any? Um, so on the, the thought, elites always dissing Marvel all the time. Yeah, I mean, well, I, I'll I'll get to that. But I, I I thought Chris Hemsworth said something along the lines of like they'll never want to work with me because they don't like these films, but he would jump at the chance to work with them. Oh, but okay. maybe I just misheard it. Um, but, you know, I mean, I at this point, it doesn't bother me. I mean, and honestly, they they, they have, like, credence now for some of the <laughs> bullshit Marvel's been putting out. But, um, you know, uh, <laughs> it's, it's not going to stop me from going to the movies to see these. So, fuck them, I guess. Cool. Um, Shamik Moore, um, our brother, in, our brother in uh, in arms, who plays uh, Miles Morales, voices him, says he will be losing weight in hopes of playing Miles Morales in live action. People do not thought? like this. Yeah, what are your thoughts? Um, I mean, I, I'm I, I'm not outraged. I mean, people are people are like coming for this man personally about this. Like <laughs> seriously, like they're like you're 27, like. Miles is sixteen. Uh, you, you don't you don't need to lose weight. Like you're you're like you're not right for the role. Period. And I'm just like whoa, wait. Y'all are like okay, guys. Um, I mean, look, he wants to do it because he voices the character and he's given this character life. I mean, he essentially has put Miles Morales on the map to an extent. So, no, I mean, sure. you know, he probably feels as though he wants to reap the benefits of that and have an on screen career too. But ultimately, I. I mean, he's probably not going to get it, and I don't know if it's because of his age or whatever, but, you know, uh, I think that there are probably going to be more age-appropriate miles that, you know, casting studios will look to. What's, what's your thoughts on the counter-argument? Well, Toby was 30 when he was in the first Spider-Man movie as a teenager. Exactly. exactly. I, like, like, I'm, not, I, I'm not saying that you can't do it. I just yeah. don't think that in, in this, in this po- politically correct day and age, I don't think that Hollywood's going to let it happen. Yeah, I mean, I, I get it from, from like an opportunity standpoint, right? From his standpoint, like, oh, I can be a household name if I'm fucking live action Miles Morales. Like, I get it; it's a really a chance to really advance your career. But I don't want to. I don't want the niggas Miles Morales. I don't. <laughs> um, he doesn't have to look to me. Um, he doesn't look fucking mixed. Um, yeah, I just don't want it. But I, I, like I said, I get it from like a nigga. I'd, I'd be saying the same thing if I was him. You know? So yeah, exactly. Anyway. Um, it, speaking about Miles Morales, it was Avi Arad's idea. He's a, a worker on, on Across the Spider Verse to make the Spot the main villain of Across the Spider Verse. The writers thought he was the dorkiest, dumbest villain in, in, until they unlocked until they looked closer at his powers. His quote was, "Wouldn't it be interesting to take a person who is overlooked as dumb and feels left out and lonely and wants to prove themselves? The same arc that Miles has going on, but the dark version of it." What are your thoughts on that? Cool. I don't really have much to say about this. If I'm being real. 
Wow. Okay. What do you well, think? I, yeah, I think this was a, a profound decision. I mean, the Spock is a great villain for this kind of story that they're trying to tell. And I think that, honestly, after these Spider-Verse movies are done, the Spot and the Prowler will enter Spider-Man's roles as being, like, mainstays. Um, mm-hmm. I think, like, right under Batman, bro, like, Spider-Man villains are, like, they're, they're like, they're, they're elite, bro. Like, he's got a really good rogues gallery to choose from. So um, adding two more it would just, you know, make the case that much stronger between his villains and, and Batman villains. But I think Batman has it um, still. Um, let me see here. Uh, James Gunn says he will go straight into making Peacemaker season two when he's finished with Superman. Any thoughts on this at all? Uh, I mean, you know, you're probably more excited about this than me. I mean, I'm going to watch Peacemaker season two. I love John Cena. Big Mm -hmm. fan. But, uh, you know, it was just a decent, decent to okay season to me. So uh, what do you you think about this? Uh, Yeah, I mean, yeah, I'm happy. I mean, I, I was I was wondering in his little rant about i mean not rant but his little spill about dc and his future plan I'm like where the fuck is peacemaker season two nigga so yeah I'm, <laughs> I'm glad he's going back to that and random but can you see deja in the background i can okay and that's not ghetto at all yeah and actually you know it's so funny i was <laughs> I, I, all i saw was like feet kicking and i was like what the fuck like i was like what's happening like, and then i realized that like it was deja and i was like oh wow this nigga is a real nigga right now but okay let's do it <laughs> Also, I'm I'm sorry, guys. I missed some big Marvel news before I, I go back to DC. Uh, Tanak Horata, who played, uh, of course, N- Namor, has been accused of sexual assault by um, Maria Elena Rios. Mm-hmm. However, Tanak claims that this is totally false. But the woman, the woman suing him, has called him a violent sexual predator. What are your thoughts on this? Another Marvel big lawsuit. Yeah, um, sucks to suck. If he did it, he's got to go down. If he didn't, let's move on. But you know. If if he's if he's found guilty, just like Jonathan Majors, get him the fuck out of here. What do you mean, just like Jonathan Majors? Nigga, he ain't been found guilty yet. That's that's what I'm saying. Like if okay. if like oh, okay. Jonathan Majors, you know, same thing. If they're yeah. in the same situation, if both of them are found guilty, they gotta go. Nigga, if both of these niggas are guilty. Who cares? Because if Ezra Miller can fucking have a fucking movie come out, then these niggas can too. Oh well, one nigga choked the bitch and one. Oh well, rape is kind of crazy, but um, why is it always? <laughs> Yo, <laughs> why is it always the good ones? It's like, bro, I don't understand why I can't be a nigga like fucking Modoc or something. Like, why I always have to like, <laughs> fucking love like Namor and like Kang? Like, these are niggas that the audience has uh, received well. We love these niggas. These are always the crazy niggas. Well, why, nigga, I want Modoc to be the nigga going down for this shit. Recast his ass. <laughs> I mean, they're the ones getting all the love because we love them so much, and you know that, that goes to their head. That's power. Great answer. Um, we, 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 we've seen the opening title sequence for My Adventures with Superman, the new cartoon premiering on uh, uh, July 6th on Adult Swim. What are your thoughts on this little opening sequence? Uh, it didn't matter to me. I'm not going to watch this. Don't care. Period. Oh, I, I was kind of impressed. I'm not going to lie. I mean, it had like some anime influences in there based on, on the art style, I thought. And it looked cool. I mean, I, you know, Superman is my, my all-time favorite superhero. So oh. I had no intention to watching this at first, but now I might, I might watch it now. Why okay. you say all? Why you say all like that? No, no reason. Go ahead. <laughs> Superman, my favorite all-time superhero. She got some nerve, bitch. Okay, I, I ain't gonna say nothing. Um, oh. And last bit of news: a new DC animated series, Beast Boy: Lone Wolf, is in the works at Hanna Barbera Studios. What? Are you here for? A, are you here for a Beast Boy uh, animated series? Wait, Hanna Barbera still has a studio? That's <laughs> interesting. That's crazy. <laughs> okay. Um, Beast Boy, Lone Wolf. Who the fuck does Beast Boy think he is? Like, what? You think we're getting a solo series? You're so hateful. That is crazy. Um, is it coming on HBO Max? 
Uh, I don't know. I mean, say, probably uh, if he's Hanna Barbera. Yeah, that's crazy. It's, it's um, just called Max now, nigga. By the way. Yeah, whatever. Uh, shout out, shout out to EB's boy. Shout out to Garfield. Garfield. I'm not watching this bullshit. Yeah, I'm not watching this. Okay. Go ahead, Monty. Tell me what you think about this awesome news. I, I got to see some teaser or something first, because like you said, that, that does sound nuts off the rip, just off the top. But <laughs> we'll see. Um, both of that. Well, I, I do give DC praise for trying new shit. Like I said, you know, my, my whole spiel about the Batman Superman thing, how they always only, only care about those niggas. So, yeah, whatever. Sure. Um, both <laughs> of Zack Snyder's Rebel Moon films will receive two different cuts, one for families and one for adults. Um, the, the more I see about this Zack Snyder film coming into Netflix and around Christmas, I'm getting more excited for it, bro. Like, he looks like he's about to be really fucking crazy, like the dune of Netflix almost. Like, it looks like really, really dope. But what are your thoughts on his films getting two different cuts, like an adult cut and a family cut? That's kind of interesting. I've never seen that done before. Yeah, uh, I mean, I think it's a waste of time, but mm-hmm. uh, just, just have the adult cut. Yeah. Um, but hey, maybe he needed to make two for Netflix. Uh, I, I I don't know why, but um, this I who cares? I'm an adult. I don't have kids, so I'm gonna watch the adult cut. Do you think the Snyderverse had any? I mean, the Snyder cut had anything to do with it? Like seeing what he could do, maybe with in a more adult cut, and how it think, was so much well received. In the I don't think Zack Snyder needed to prove himself. So I, I mean, I'm gonna I'm gonna say no. Yeah, but. Maybe somebody who didn't know who Zack Snyder was saw and was like, we need to give him the keys. Okay, cool. Uh, this is just a little fun fact. Uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger said that he suggested to change his iconic line in Terminator, I'll be back, to I will be back in the movie because he thought it sounded more machine-like. Uh, mm-hmm. James Cameron responded with, are you the writer? Don't tell me how to fucking write. Well, what are your thoughts on this? Yeah, this is a story that's been told so many times. Um, it's uh-huh. hilarious each time I hear it. <laughs> and uh, James Cameron is right because I'll be back. It's like yeah. such an iconic line. Um, but who knows? Maybe, maybe if he would have said, "I will be back," maybe it would have been just as cool. Probably not. But maybe, maybe who knows? Mm-hmm. I love James Cameron, bro. Because we, we we've seen signs of this nigga being insane, like a cocky asshole, so many <laughs> times. Like whether it be like, "Oh, Avatar two gonna be the greatest movie of all time," it'll be bigger than Luke Skywalker, like. And the shit he says, like, always kind of comes true. Like, the shit he said about Avatar making $2 billion to break even, it happened. And so, like, he's just such a cocky asshole. I love it, bro. Like, like talking to, like, the world's strongest man at the time like that is nuts. <laughs> and I just love it. I love him for doing that. Um, Tom Holland says he's taking a year-long break from acting. He said uh, the show that he just did on Apple TV, he said it broke me. Okay. Uh, there did come a time in my life where I sort of, like, needed a break. I went to Mexico for a week, and I had some time on the beach. And now I'm taking a year off, and that is a result of how difficult it was to film um, his latest series, The Crowded Room. Any thoughts on this? <clears throat> this is just promo for his new show on Apple TV called The Crowded Room. It's been bombing, uh, by the way, too. Oh, that sucks. Um, this nigga doesn't have a year to take off because Spidey's calling, bitch. So, <laughs> like, you literally can't take off for a year. Sorry. I said the exact same thing, like nigga, bitch, just 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 be fucking ready for when Spider-Man Home Record gets gets fucking uh, announced. Because uh, wait, what's it called? Home Record? Home Record, yes, nigga. <laughs> I don't give a fuck about your 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 year long break, nigga. Spider-Man, bitch. Yes, bitch. Um, and Le- the Del Toro, my favorite, well, not my favorite director, but one of them, uh, says that he has only a couple more live action movies I want to do, but not many. After that, I want to do animation only. That's my plan. Any thoughts on this? Uh. No. You never but, watched the uh, Pinocchio on Netflix, did you? No, nah, I didn't. It was so good. Maybe I will one day. Um, 
I'm I'm a little heartbroken by this. I mean, like I say, he he's one of my, my my favorite directors. Like I think he's just so talented. But Pinocchio was literally so fucking good. I'm like, I mean, animation, you do good in that shit too. But I mean, and ideally, I want to have my cake and eat it too. Like do live action and animation, but just to do animation solely, I feel like I'd be, I'd be deprived of some good stuff. But he made some great live action movies anyway. So yeah. And uh, Tyler Perry buys BET. Um, it is now black owned again, but at what fucking cost? Because uh, this nigga <laughs> behind the wheels. Any thoughts on this? Shout out to Tyler Perry, man. He, he's been making boss moves for like the past 10 years now. So, whatever. Um, okay, whatever. Fuck it. I'm then. sorry. Oh, you're, that, that was like, that was like huh. my head. I didn't mean to say nope. that. Like. That was not a thought bubble, nigga. Say it. Say it at your chest. Fuck Tyler Perry. Fuck BET. Say it. <laughs> last, bit news, last bit of news here, guys, is video game news. Um, it's been confirmed. Now, this has really been bigger than I thought it was going to be, but Eddie Brock has confirmed not to be Venom in the Spider-Man 2 game. Uh, who do you think it is, and what are your thoughts on this? I think it's Eddie Brock. Um, really? Yeah, and they're just saying that because they want the game to be a surprise. Uh, <laughs> they tried this years ago with Batman Arkham Knight. They were like, the Arkham Knight is not Jason Todd. Guess who the fucking Arkham Knight was? <laughs> <laughs> okay, so yeah, um, I mean, look, if it if it, if it really isn't Eddie Brock, cool, like, I mean, whatever. But um, it could be Harry because Harry was dying at the end of the first game, um, and the symbiote definitely attached to his cage type thing because he was in a cage because Norman was like, "You're not dying, bitch. You're my son." Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, uh, you know, we'll, we'll see what happens. I mean, e- either way it goes, I, I, I mean, it doesn't make no difference to me. But I'm sure Eddie Brock is going to be in the game, and I'm sure he's going to be Venom at some point. What are your thoughts on the theories of it being like Craven has been that, that? That could be dope as fuck. That would be dope. That'd be super cool. I'll, I'll be here for that. People are saying that it's, it's Aunt May. Oh, bro, I've been saying that. <laughs> which is so <laughs> fucked up. <laughs> that'd be crazy. That that'd be that'd be nuts. Um, but yeah, man. Like like I said, like to to me, who I mean, it doesn't matter who Venom is. That's not going to be like the the story for me. As, as as long as the game's fun and it has a better narrative than Part One, which is going to be tough because Part One was a great narrative. Uh, then yeah, we'll see. And last bit here, guys, is the trailer for Star Wars Outlaws. This is the first ever open world Star Wars game set between Empire and Return of the Jedi. What are your thoughts on this trailer? And will you be playing it? Interesting. Very interesting. Um, Again, another Breath of the Wild, like, spinoff type game where people are just realizing that these open world games are really what fans want and what fans want to play. It's interesting that you can't create uh you can't create a player like you you're stuck as playing as whoever this random woman is on Tatooine. They love putting um, these women in Star Wars, don't they? Let me stop. Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, anyway. Um anyway. Uh <laughs> yeah, so I mean, uh I mean I, I'm I'm sure I'm gonna give it a try. I mean, I I watched a little thirty minute clip of uh kind of like of gameplay about, you know, exploration of what you can do. I mean, it seems to be all inclusive. Like you can, you can go from Tatooine to Naboo. Wait, is that a planet? Yeah. Um, you know, to Mustafar if you want. You you can do space battles. You can go wherever the fuck you want. Uh, so that that seems super cool. But I, I don't know. I don't know. Uh, I, I'm not 100 percent sold, but I will probably be playing it. Yes. Okay, cool. I saw the funniest tweet. It was like, "Can can Star Wars just blow the fuck Tatooine the fuck up?" And can yeah. I'm, I'm trying Everywhere to is fucking Tatooine. <laughs> Get that shit out of here, bro. Yeah. Well, guys, that wraps it up. It's been a long, fun pod. Um, yeah. Thank you, guys, for tuning in. All right, Monty, you the best. I want to.